Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast, supporting health professionals to realise a healthier future for Australians through connected healthcare. Hello, I'm Donna Alexander, a cybersecurity professional at the Australian Digital Health Agency. In this month's podcast, we will be exploring ransomware and how it can affect you as someone working in healthcare. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are broadcasting from and on which you are listening. I wish to acknowledge their continuing connection to land, sea and community, and I pay my respects to them and to Elders past, present and emerging, and extend the respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples joining us today. Today, I'm speaking to two people that work in healthcare about the practical steps they follow to minimise the risk of a ransomware attack and also to understand how to respond if one happens. It's my great pleasure to introduce Jaffley Chen and Jamie Marshall. Jaffley, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience and uh, share a little bit about why this topic is so important? Thanks, Donna. It's a pleasure to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is Jack Lichin. I'm a doctor in Tamworth, New South Wales at the moment, working in one of the respiratory clinics um, during the COVID epidemic. I've been a clinical reference lead with the agency for a year and a bit now. And my personal interest in this area is basically from seeing what has happened in the past and thinking to myself that I wanted to be able to help avoid the same thing happening in the future, especially as digital health becomes more and more important in our healthcare system. And I think there's definitely a lot that we can learn from what has happened in the past at home and around the world in making sure that we're all practicing digital health um, safely and making sure that our patients are really put at the forefront of our thinking when it comes to um, things like ransomware attacks. Thanks, Jaffley. And Jamie, I might just get you to also introduce yourself and uh, let us know a little bit about why this is such an important topic. Thanks, Donna. Uh, Yes, my name's Jamie Marshall, and I'm a clinical psychologist uh, that has a private practice in northern New South Wales. Uh, I guess in terms of cybersecurity, I'm really interested in in, uh, health professionals trying to get over that perceived barrier uh, that that it's just too difficult or too hard to be um, cyber aware. Um, And I'm interested in, in, I guess, helping out in that respect to uh, just allow health professionals to see that while it takes just a little bit of time to get things set up, but it's more about getting into a routine about it. So that's where my interest lies. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, cybersecurity uh, definitely is a bit of a, a team sport. It does take all of us to help do our little bit to protect this important information. So what is a ransomware incident? It's essentially an attack to try and lock down files and then demand money to, to open those files again. And when those criminals attack, um, what they're looking for is information that they might then be able to use to set up new identities and receive other financial gain as well. They often target healthcare because the systems store a lot of information and unlike a credit card number, they can't be stopped or changed. Also, that information can be worth 10 to 40 times more than something like a credit card number. So I might um, throw to Jaffley here to talk about 
why it's so important that people working in healthcare are aware of these types of attacks and the simple things that they might be able to do to avoid an attack in their organisation. Thanks, Donna. I know the agency will have resources on um, how some of these ransomware attacks get started and some of those uh, pathways into um, organisations is through phishing attacks or through a lack of good password management. And how most ransomware attacks happen is that a, a virus or some kind of software has to actually be in, uh, installed into the organization's um, IT systems. And like I said, a lot of that happens because um, there was, I guess, a lack of digital safe security hygiene um, and you know, a, a untrained workforce just accidentally opened up a link that they weren't supposed to because it looked official. And when it comes to thinking about how to actually avoid that happening, We've mentioned in the past that prevention is better than the cure, and we need to really learn how, wh why this is happening. And I, I really respect that Jamie's background and how do we actually avoid this kind of fatigue of security management, or even just thinking that it's too difficult to do and not, or, or even not worth the time. But it, you know, we know we know how much damage it can cause from an economic perspective. We know how much damage it can cause from a a human's perspective in terms of the stress that occurs when something like this happens. And we really need to think about one, how do we avoid this happening? But then two, if it does happen, how do we actually work quickly to resolve it and not allow people who are you know, these um, bad actors who are trying to target our private information, and disrupt our systems, how to stop them from doing it again in the future? Thanks, Jeff Lee. Um, yeah, you do raise some really good points. And, and Jamie, um, would you like to jump in with your thoughts on this question about um, why it's important and, and the kinds of um, steps we might take to prevent further incidents? Yeah, look, uh, I think Jeff Lee has summed up some things there pretty well. And I guess I would just emphasise by saying that a ransomware attack could be in any email that comes to you. I mean, it really could be anything. And you look at how much junk email uh, comes in every day. And the, the risk is that one wrong click and you you could perhaps have a, a cybersecurity breach on your hands. So uh, I like the digital health agencies sort of slogan that they're trying to get out there, that think before you click, um, because I think that that sums it up. And, um, you know, just to be careful uh, about where the emails come from. Is it a, a, a familiar email address to you? Because uh, lots of scammers will try to um, hide behind a, a, an email address that's similar to, to one that you might be familiar with, but there might be some key things about that email address that gives it away, that it's sus. For example, it could be a misspelt um, name, or especially it could be just from something like a Hotmail address or a Gmail address, something like that. Um, but if you're not on your guard, you can easily be fooled into thinking that it's from a legitimate source. Absolutely. Healthcare is such a busy and, and time critical uh, environment that um, it's easy to be distracted and, and perhaps not pay as much attention. So that stop to think before you click approach is a good one. Jeff Lee, have you seen or heard about ransomware attacks in any of the organisations you've worked in? We're 
fortunate enough in, in my areas to not have actually had to, in my knowledge, um, tackle this problem because it's actually happened. But I think that doesn't mean that we don't prepare for it. I think if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. How the complacency can sometimes look when it comes to um, becoming more vulnerable to ransomware attacks is that we don't think updating our systems is important or backing up our data is important. And that's how these attacks actually become more likely to succeed. It's because they target the vulnerabilities of previous patches um, that were fixed but weren't implemented for whatever reason. And I think it's almost like if we take the experience of COVID, for example, you know, you, we, even if things are getting better, we still need to remain vigilant and we still need to make sure that um, we're keeping to best practices in terms of that digital security hygiene so that if an attack does happen, you know, we can minimise the damage sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff Lee. Jamie, um, what have you seen or heard about ransomware attacks in the areas where you work? Yeah, look, I think um, building on something that Jaffley said there, um, the circumstances can be different between, uh, let's say, if you work in a larger health organisation like a like a very big practice, or even a hospital. Uh, often, in those bigger places, there may be IT staff, you know, whose responsibility it is to to maintain uh, cybersecurity measures. But if you're like me and, and an allied health professional in a small practice uh, or, a, or a specialist or anyone like that in a small practice, it, the onus falls on, on you. Um, and look, I've had an example in my own practice uh, of an email that came through that looked genuine, uh, was purporting to be from, uh, the, uh, from ASIC or the Australian Securities Investments Commission. Uh, it looked genuine. Um, I do have to deal with them on a, a semi-regular basis to maintain a, a business registration. But it was asking me to click on a link and it just, there was just something that, that didn't look right. And so uh, in the end, the, the way that played out, um, I'm, I'm pleased to say, uh, probably followed best practice in that we decided to ring ASIC direct before we, we clicked anything. Um, after speaking to them, they asked us to forward that email to them, which we did, and they got back to us straight away and, and were able to say, nope, delete it. Um, it's definitely not from us. It's definitely uh, some kind of scam, which could have been uh, ransomware. Fortunately, we, we never found out whether it was or not because we didn't click on the link. Um, but they uh, were then able, ASIC were then able to um, analyse that themselves and then uh, put out a general alert um, based on that. So that's an example of it can happen in small, you know, small private practices uh, and it's up to everyone in those, those practices to just be on top of this, just to be aware that such things can come in and, and affect you. And I wanted to just add on to that and that it's a, it's a great personal story, but also when you get an email like that, you mentioned looking at the actual email address it came from because sometimes it can be very similar, but there's just that one letter or number that's out of place. But even when you have a link there, you can always hover over the link to see where it's actually going to take you, even though it might say one thing, but the hyperlink that's attached to it may take you to somewhere else, which will often automatically download that 
a ransomware file without you even knowing in the background. And sometimes you have attachments to emails, which they say they're like a PDF or a Word document, but really it has the file extension .exe, which means it's an executable file, which is probably going to be some kind of virus of some sort that, again, is going to lead to a ransomware attack on your systems. Thanks. There's some really, really great practical things there that um, our listeners can take note of. I think uh, the the other thing that is important is um, to not pay the ransomware, um, but instead have um, other plans in place to protect you and help you recover from an attack. Jamie, are there things that you would recommend our listeners do to um, protect themselves and, and to plan to recover if, if they were attacked? Yeah, look, my big thing is backing up. Everything gets backed up. Um, I'm talking about everything that's, that's digital. Uh, and we back up every week onto uh, an external hard drive so that it's totally off the, the system. Um, and that external hard drive is then kept in a, a, a different location. So it's not actually kept uh, on the same premises as our clinic, as our office. And the other thing that happens too, if you happen to use um, practice management software uh, and it's a, a cloud-based system like the one I use, uh, in my case, they also back up the data uh, and they keep all the data in at least two different locations. So some people might call it overkill what we uh, do and, and, and whatnot, but if the worst happened and we lost all data, you know, from our office system, um, we've got a backup there ready to go straight away. And, and the worst that, that could happen is that we might lose um, a week's worth of information depending on uh, when that occurred in the week. Um, but being a small practice, um, we're not talking about too much data then if you're just looking at the, the week-long worth. So that's that's the one of the biggest take-home messages and, and bits of advice I could give to people is just make sure you're backing up the data and doing so in a manner um, that keeps it separate from, from off your system. And in fact, in that regard too, just while I think of it, I would give a plug to uh, that booklet that the Australian Digital Health Agency has put out uh, for small businesses. And it contains just information about different aspects of cybersecurity. It's really easy to read and it's got lots of good suggestions that, are, um, that you're able to implement uh, in a small practice, especially. Thanks, Jamie. And uh, for those listening, you can access the booklet uh, he's talking about from the uh, Australian Digital Health website. Uh, Jaffley, what are your thoughts on ways that uh, healthcare providers can protect themselves and, and plan to respond should they become the victim of a, a ransomware attack? I definitely want to echo Jamie's remarks on the importance of backing up. I, don't, I definitely don't think that what you've described is overkill. I think a week is the, the minimum time frame um, that should be uh, regularly backed up. And you know, I've definitely heard of organizations that have multiple backups um, in different locations because it's not just, and I know the focus of this is um, data breaches and ransomware attacks, but backups are just good in general for whatever might happen. And sometimes it's even just a bug in the system or it could be some kind of fire that uh, unfortunately destroys the practice. So it's, it's 
it's important to back up for multiple reasons, not just digital reasons. But I would also say that if you're an organization that is, is wanting to prepare for the worst, um, and you, you're not really sure how to actually, I guess, teach some of these principles to uh, your staff. I mean, you're doing the right thing by listening to this podcast. That's that one. But the digital health agency actually does provide a lot of resources like that book, but also online courses that you can direct your staff to completing. So there's a free security awareness online course that's absolutely brilliant. And even I, I, I like to think of myself as someone who has some decent understanding of this area, but I still learn a lot from doing that program. So that's something that comes highly recommended for me. If, when it comes to responding to ransomware attacks, I just wanted to expand on what you talked about by not paying the ransom and some of the reasons why that is. So if you, if you do pay the ransom, what you're doing is in a way paying to fund the future criminal activities. There's no guarantee, I guess, that they will actually unlock your systems and give you your information back. And again, I'm just going to relate that to the importance of backing up because if you do fall victim to an attack, like Jamie was saying, if you've got your weekly backup, the most you would lose in um, the event of that happening is a week's worth of data. And it's almost as simple as just rebooting from your backup where there wasn't that ransomware attack. And then using the right policies that you put in place to make sure it doesn't happen again in the future. So uh, if, if it does happen to you, definitely report it to the relevant authorities. Um, and if it's a, you know, start off with something local like your organization, but also making sure that you've got the right people involved to make sure it doesn't happen to other organizations, but also that these people, these bad actors can be um, tracked and investigated and that um, the, the right, I guess, legal proceedings can, can occur to, to other organizations in the future. Thanks, Jeffrey. That's some good advice. So uh, it sounds like backups and, and updating software is definitely the way to go. And, and the backup frequency may depend on the size of your organization. Obviously, if you're a busy and large practice, you might be doing daily backups. And, and if you're in a smaller allied health or, or other smaller um, healthcare practice, it might be a weekly thing. If your organisation does become the subject of a, a ransomware incident, where can you go? What can you do um, to get some support and help? Or are you you um, completely covered if you've just backed up? Jamie, where do you um, suggest our listeners go to get some support in the event of a, a ransomware or other cybersecurity incident? Uh, look, there's multiple uh, sources that you can go to and, and um, exchange information with. Um, there's the uh, website for Scamwatch. There's the uh, Australian Cybersecurity Centre. There's also ID Care, which uh, is a place you can access um, if you've been a victim of cybercrime, whether that's identity theft um, or anything else uh, in along those lines. But, um, for example, if it's particularly targeting your profession, uh, it's also an idea to, to share information perhaps with your peak body so that they can uh, put out a, a general alert to other, uh, to your colleagues in the same profession. Those are all really great um, resources, uh, Jamie. We've explored ransomware today and, and uh, we've uncovered that it's a, a type of malicious software that infects computer and uh, any internet-enabled devices, including medical devices, and that it's going to deny access to that files and, and the information those devices hold until a ransom is paid to unlock the files. This can be frustrating and affect 
your ability to operate your business and deliver healthcare services. However, there's some practical things you can do, starting off with the concept of to stop and think before you click on a message. And if in doubt, confirm that that message is genuine. You can also uh, make sure that you're backing up your data regularly and at a frequency that's appropriate for the volume of data that you're managing. You can keep everyone aware by, by sharing information with colleagues, with government bodies, with peak bodies, keeping your systems up to date so that you're patching any known security vulnerabilities and then reaching out to the the many different resources that we've spoken about during this podcast um, to learn more about how you identify and prevent ransomware incidents and how you can respond and recover should one happen. You can visit the Australian Digital Health Agency website and and in particular training.digitalhealth.gov.au for that free online training course which covers ransomware and other cyber security related issues. Thank you so much Jamie and Jaffley for joining me today and thank you to those listening. We hope you can join us again next month as we continue to explore cybersecurity in healthcare.